the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to Together for Good, brought to you by Baptist Health Foundation of San Antonio. Together for Good exists to recognize and uplift the many people working together for the good of San Antonio and the surrounding communities. Now here's the host of Together for Good, Cody Knowlton. Well, hello and welcome back to Together for Good. This show is being brought to you by the Baptist Health Foundation of San Antonio as a part of our mission to honor our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ and our Baptist heritage by encouraging and funding health-related programs at area nonprofits and churches. Through Together for Good, we connect our audience to the great work these organizations do in our community. Well, for many listeners, today may cover a familiar situation, one you've either been in yourself or that you've laid awake at night thinking about. What happens to the security of yourself and your family if something big happens, the loss of a job, a car wreck, a sudden medical emergency requiring hospitalization? Over half of Texans are living paycheck to paycheck, and so many of them are weighted down with the question of, what do I do if the worst happens? What can I ask and who can I ask for help? Well, today we're going to learn about one organization that's here to provide some answers to that very question. Stacy Almaguer, CEO of Hill Country Family Services, or HCFS, is here to tell us more. So during Stacy's five years at HCFS, she has helped develop innovative programs and services for the Kendall County community, including helping provide 2,500 local professionals access to the LifeSpot Active Shooter app and by helping develop the Kendall County Behavioral Health Advisory Coalition. Stacy was the recipient of the Bernie Businesswoman of the Year Award in 2021. Congratulations Thank on that, Stacy. We're so glad you're joining us today. Thank you. What a joy it is to spend the time that we have together today. Thank you so much for the invitation. Well, it's an important organization, and we're going to have a great conversation today. Fantastic. Stacy. let's just start at the top. How does someone reach a point of crisis? That's a big question, and it really depends on so many different factors. But what I can tell you is that every single person who walks through our door is drastically different from the one before. Because most of us feel that we're adequately prepared, and we might have all thought that at some point until COVID came along, and then absolutely no one was prepared. And so it really is a question based on who you are and what helping inputs you have and what kind of a a support system you have, the less helping inputs, the less support system, the closer to a crisis you are. And Mm -hmm. so we really do stand at that intersection. No matter what is happening in your world, we are there to provide the resources uh, that you need. And if we don't, we're the triage to figure out who does. And so we really honor that role in Kendall County. We get more calls than you can imagine. Um, And a lot of them, we aren't the source of the support that is needed, but we know exactly who is. And so we we truly do honor that role. Yeah. 
Well, you are based in Kendall County, so let, let's talk about Kendall County for just a minute. It has a median income that's much higher than the state median. Uh, who do you serve then? I mean, are, are there people living in poverty in Kendall County? Absolutely. Well, as a whole, our county is 5.7% poverty rate, so it's low. But can you imagine being in that 5.7%? You aren't less deserving of support and safety net programs. So, so that in itself, it just means we don't have as many people to serve. But it doesn't mean those who fall into that financial category are less than those who have a high net worth. And something else that we touched on a little briefly earlier is you absolutely have no idea what the Lord is going to throw your way. You don't know what life has in store for you. And for many of the individuals who come to us for help, their child was just diagnosed with cancer. The husband fell off of his motorcycle and has a brain injury. Um, Husband lost his job and maybe wasn't given a severance and, and just go on and on and on. So as I mentioned, every circumstance is very different um, heading back to COVID, even though I, I want to say that we're far beyond that now. We're really not. Many individuals went back to paying jobs that were less than they were receiving before, or they were receiving um, monies from um, workforce programs or workforce development and they weren't hired back in at the same income where they were. That may have said that two things two different ways. But so they made decisions on old information. Mm. And I don't know about you, but I don't want to buy a house right now. My mortgage rate is 2.3.5%. Right now, you're at about 7.5%. And that's with extremely good credit. And so people are really in a compromised situation. It's very hard to move right now. It's hard to make big life decisions. And so if you're overpaying for groceries, you're overpaying for gas. It doesn't take long before your financial um, safety net to start dwindling. And so we see it with our elderly population. We've got more seniors um, above the age of 60 living in Kendall County than I think anywhere else in the state of Texas. And so you've got individuals who have lived in this small, idyllic community for many years, and they're being outpriced of their community. Some have lived there for eight generations. And that's a very, very hard conversation conversation to have. Yeah. Stacy, are clients required to meet any income thresholds? They're not. No. Okay. We have a free grocery store which the first time in we can't ask any questions whatsoever. You know, that that is, you know, something that's extremely important for the community to know is that we have uh, the opportunity to serve our neighbors in that respect. Um, if there is a request for um, financial assistance. We dig pretty deeply to make sure it's a real request. So we're looking for bank statements. We're looking for credit card statements. We want to see how you're using your money. And what that does is allows us to better understand your circumstance and how you got there. And then how quickly can we help stand you back up right again to get you out of that particular circumstance? So we use some very, very deep and um, in a way, a little bit invasive questions um, where we're using the life skills matrix. We're asking the social determinants of health of the information. We're really diving really deeply because we expect you to be um, back on your feet within about four months. Yeah. Is it a challenge to get families in crisis to contact you? I mean, are there any stigmas or lack of awareness you have to overcome to get folks to come to you? No. Not at all. Mm -hmm. They're usually referred from another agency, our sheriff's department, our police department, our mental health officers, other nonprofit organizations, our church families. Um, 
all refer. You may have heard of um, what happened to Lahaina in Maui. We had a gentleman and his girlfriend come in and they just needed some clothing. And they had been sent they, I believe, were given $700 from FEMA to get to the United States. They borrowed from Peter to pay Paul in order to get to Bernie, where the, the gentleman was from, and they had had the same clothes on their backs for 12 days in a row. Mm. And so you don't have to try very hard to ask around our community to figure out where the helping inputs are, and we're one of them, and we were so deeply honored to serve them. They yeah. were in crisis. So tell us about the process that clients go through after they contact you all. So they have to fill out an application, and that really does, as I mentioned earlier, dive really deeply into the why. I'm a huge why person. I'm a Simon Sinek follower. I want to know the why, 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 because if we know why and how you ended up in the particular situation where you're at, we know how to develop the processes in order to help you not only a couple of months from now, the the right now, get you out of crisis, a couple of months from now, but how to make sure a year from now you're really in a stable place. So based on the information you share with us, we are putting you through um, financial literacy training. We're doing, you know, uh, English as a cycle language. We're doing um, workforce development referrals. The more we know, the more we can help. So, Stacy, how does HCFS work with other local organizations to avoid duplication of services and maximize impact? So that's a hot button for me because mm-hmm. I cannot stand nonprofits that have the same mission and vision because I believe that we are all responsible for a piece of an individual's journey. And so we all have to be doing unique and um, and very dedicated things in order to help make sure that the life experience is the best it could possibly be. We do not duplicate services within our community. There are two groups that provide food. One provides for families who are in chronic and long-term poverty. We help with families who fall into crisis. And so we we work very, very hard. And that's the first five questions we ask are just getting a better sense of who needs to be involved. And we start referring immediately because um, we may need to feed you and provide enough support to pay your rent or, or your electric bill, but you can't see because your glasses were, you know, broken or stolen or whatever the case may be. And so we are immediately collaborating and We're up to, I think, 170 agencies that we actively collaborate with to make sure that all family, current current family and future proofing to make sure all their future needs are are really identified as best as we possibly can. And we owe our case managers for that. They Mm -hmm. do a phenomenal job. Yeah. So, So how does your approach help guide households in crisis toward long term stability? Because we start that conversation the very moment that we meet them. You know, the, if, if you're here just for a transaction, we're not a transactional organization. And so we start that because we're asking those social determinants of health questions. We're really diving into, you know, in your ecosystem of your life, are, you know, how, how are you connecting to your lived environment? How are you connecting to your health care provider? Do you have a health care provider? So 
the moment that we meet someone, we're already starting that and asking questions and understanding, are you food insecure? Are you housing insecure? Are you struggling with mental health? And so we're asking the questions the first five minutes. And so that gives us a better indication of how we mold and shape the client um, experience with us. And we put together a client plan and, and sit down and they agree, they come up with their own goals. They agree to their own goals. And then we are consistently following up to make sure that they are on the same page that we are at all times. Well, folks, if you're just now joining us, uh, you are listening to Together for Good, hosted by the Baptist Health Foundation of San Antonio. And I'm your host, Cody Knowlton. And today we are joined by Stacy Almaguer, uh, CEO of Hill Country Family Services, located in Bernie, Texas. Uh, we're talking with Stacy about the help HCFS uh, provides to families and individuals facing crisis. Um, Stacy, can you speak specifically uh, to the work you guys do in mental health? And, and why is mental health a challenge uh, in your area? Because we don't have providers that can meet the needs of those who live in our community. And I am so famous for saying what I think. And I have been well known in both our city council and our commissioner's court saying that we're better than that. Mm. We are the most philanthropic, charitable county in the entire state of Texas and third most charitable and philanthropic in the United States and how we can have a child lose a parent and not have grief counseling for that child is unbelievable to me and truly inexcusable. Mm. And if there is a child or a parent who is in crisis and they're in need of some emergent medical mental health assistance and the only answer is for a deputy or an officer to take them to jail and book them into jail. We're better than that. Mm -hmm. And so I got really upset when I came to Kendall County to realize that these basic services do not exist in our community. And I was sharing before the show started that our daughter passed away five years ago. And the reason for sharing that is that my two children, and they desperately needed some counseling because their sister passed away. And I don't know if anybody's been through that experience, but but that is very, that's a very hard thing. Mm -hmm. I had to drive to get services for them about 62 miles each way through some of the hairiest freeways and highways in the entire state of Texas in the middle of the school day, you know, because that made a lot of sense because we had no other resource available to us. And so for basic counseling, for psychiatric services, there are no sliding scale options for individuals who live in Kendall County. And so myself and several others really got very passionate about being the change that we needed to see. Also, if it's not clear, if you're in a crisis, your mind is not really focusing very well on a whole lot because you're just trying to either put one foot in front of the other or just get enough macaroni and cheese to make it to the next meal or whatever the crisis is. That's not a good mental space to be. Mm. So we hired a licensed master social worker to make sure that we could at least identify the basic needs for our own clients. But we are the fastest growing we seem to have a lot, a lot of in Kittle County. <laughs> uh, we're the fastest growing county in Texas. And so we are currently right about 50,000 individuals who live in Kendall County. We should be right at 97,000 by 2035. Wow. And so if we don't have basic resources now, 
what are we going to do with another 50,000 people? And so I just consider mental health a basic right. We always say if you fell down at your local H-E-B grocery store and you broke your arm in the freezer section, everybody would know what to do. If someone had a mental breakdown, same freezer section, absolutely no one would know what to do, and the police are called. Exactly. And so we get really, really passionate about what we know needs to be available for students, for our elderly, for those who are isolated, individuals who struggle with their own mental health. It's, it's a very big topic, and there are many of us who all rallied together to say we're better than that as a county. We need to provide more resources to those who decide that Kendall County is their home. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that. I of know course. That, that touches you personally and on a deeper level. And, Thank you. Uh, we do need to focus more on mental health. It is just as important as physical health. And we're still figuring that out, and uh, I pray we, we will continue. Uh, Stacy. part of your intake is to evaluate a client's social determinants of health. Uh, can you give us an idea of what that means? So social determinants of health is really the sexy type of conversation that all – at once, it's like, now we're going to focus on this. I don't know mm-hmm. if you noticed that at the foundation, but in years past, we focused on other things. But the social determinants of health, imagine yourself and you're in the middle of a circle and or you're a tire and there are spokes that are all um, moving out from your center. You've got a lived environment. You've got, as I mentioned, your health care. Um, your, so your lived environment is maybe you have asbestos that's in your house and it's causing you to be really, really sick. Um, mm-hmm. How is that influencing you? Another is um, is your education. Another is, um, how, so how's that affecting you? We mentioned health care. How is that affecting you? Are you able to buy your insulin based on where you are right at this moment? And so forth and so on. But it, there's very specific areas of concentration where we're really Really taking a look to make sure that it's almost like a holistic view of someone's lived experience at this moment. Do you have adequate food? Do you have adequate health care? Do you have adequate whatever the case is, depending on what we're looking at? But we're looking at all the factors, and then we're able to look at things very holistically. So mm-hmm. in a way, the social determinants of health gives us an opportunity to not just look at things from your lens, your crisis at the moment, but really look at it from a 360-degree perspective. And that helps us. It really does help us tremendously. Mm -hmm. Can you talk about the importance of why, you know, a a triage hub is needed in a community? Because everybody needs something quick, 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 fast, fast, fast. I remember I was on the job for all of five minutes and the sheriff's department called me and said, and yeah, we need shoes. Like what? There was someone who was arrested in the middle of the night and they were about to be discharged or let go, whatever the right terminology is, and the guy didn't have any shoes on. Mm. And I remember thinking, is that my job? <laughs> Do we like, provide <laughs> shoes for people? Yes. Yes, we provide shoes for people, but it's also the easy call. Mm. And so we as an organization love to be in that space because we're really good at it, because we have an entire staff that's so incredibly dedicated to meeting and exceeding the basic needs of individuals in our county. And that's why collaborating means everything, because what if I didn't have the right size of shoe? I can call up three of my nonprofit friends who happen to have resale shops to say, you know, men, size six, you know, whatever the case may be. So it's very, very important for us that we're intaking the need and then we're, in a way, sharing that information with our community to get the very best outcome that we're looking for, which Mm -hmm. is that community tribe 
perspective where people belong here. We really have the resources that you need, and somebody's not going to let go of you or your need until we figure it out together. So I really think that it builds a sense of community. It builds trust. It builds a kind of like the community we want to all live in, mm-hmm. which is no matter how bad, how stressful, we got it. We're, we're in it together. Yeah. Well, and it's more efficient, and it you know, it causes duplication not to happen either. If there's one place to go. One place to go. That's and, right. you know, it was Sunday. I got a call from one of our friends at a, a local church who it was a very specific situation, but the family in question had been to all the churches. And so that's another thing, which is that we can say, you know, we, we know about this. We, we, we're watching it. We're aware. Mm-hmm. And then it all helps us work, as you said, much more efficiently and with better information. Mm-hmm. Talk about your, your for-profit or your government partners and kind of what those relationships look like for y'all. So we started that way before I came along. You know, several nonprofit organizations are actually funded by their local government, their county or their city. But when I got into my role, I felt like we could do better. And I asked for the City of Bernie Master Plan, which was their strategic plan. And what I wanted to know is if we partnered how could we both do better? And at that point, the city of Bernie had just hired a mental health officer. And I said, well, if I hire a social worker, they could work together. And this, we believe, and this took like six months. This was not an overnight thing. So we increased, they used to give us about $5,000 worth of funding. And now they give us about $40,000 worth of funding, which isn't necessarily taking from them and giving to us. It's co-sharing that responsibility and making sure that everything that we do is in collaboration. So you really can collaborate with your government um, entities to get the results that you're looking for for the citizens that you serve or the environment in which you serve. Um, we're doing the same thing with Kendall County, which is, you know, we've got some, some, you're asking about government, but we've got some corporate partners who are coming in. They had to overbuy a huge plot of land and in doing so realized that other agencies could potentially build on the land in which they were forced into buying. It's another conversation. But long story short, just being open and mindful of what is going on in your community helps you really think tank out. Like if we just work together, what could we solve? What could we do? What what would be the best outcome for everyone? And it's really exciting. And, you know, it's it's just amazing. You put the brightest minds in a room together and watch them fly. I just mm-hmm. love being there and, and watching these community leaders just really um, – evaluate the needs of our community. That's one thing we've done really well is that we've brought together all of our community leaders on a monthly basis. Communication. Absolutely. Yes. We definitely have been the catalyst for that sense of communication. Mm -hmm. My favorite question that I always ask everybody is, do you have a story? Do you have a client story that you'd love to share? Oh, I have so many client stories. Um, the ones that, that touch me the most are, are the ones where um, I know we made a difference. I, I can see it. It's almost like a light that's shining on them as a result of what we've been able to do. There was a woman. She was getting divorced. Um, her and her son were, were living in the car. She worked at a major university and was a professor. And you would never know that every night she went and parked outside of the Bernie Cemetery and her and her son would sleep in the car. Mm. And um, 
of course, there was a tremendous amount of intervention and a lot of work that went into it, but they got a small apartment in Bernie. And the reason she was living in her car was because it was so expensive to live in Bernie, they couldn't afford to move into an apartment. And so there's a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot here. Um, this woman is in such a good place. Mm. She is in absolutely such a good place. Her son was able to graduate from high school. He's now in college. So you take a broken individual, one that's been shamed, um, at least internally, that she feels like she's less than because she went from from an outsider's perspective having what looks like her life altogether. She had one incident in her life that caused everything to come tumbling down. Our organization intervened in such an intentional way that we were able to put her and her son back in a place where they could actually live with dignity again. That's mm-hmm. what we're all about. Yeah. Every single thing that we do is really to drive the dignity. How do we help you retain your dignity or build your dignity again? Because we want them to see themselves the way that we do, which is that we're all in this together. We're just traveling through life together. It's our responsibility to get involved with their particular situation in a meaningful way for them to thrive and succeed. She um, she brings us lunch every once in a while, which is not necessary. You know, we don't encourage that. But for her, it's her love language. And so it, it brings her joy. And it brings us joy as well, because mm-hmm. we can keep in touch with her and know she's doing well. Wow. Well, that's what gets you up every day, I bet. Absolutely. Great. Well, quickly, uh, how can the community support y'all? Uh, give me a website or a phone number and some things that folks can come alongside y'all and help with. I am so grateful for you asking that. Our website is hcfstx.org. Our organizational telephone number is 830-249-8643. And then our greatest needs at this time is that we're heading to the holidays. We have so many different programs with the Christian Men of Bernie. We provide all of the the turkey dinners for almost 400 local families. We have the Blue Santa programs. We provide Christmas gifts for 550 some odd children in Kendall County. Everything that we do is centralized in our county so we can see ourselves the impact that we're having, which Mm. is very special. Yeah. Okay, listeners, that website was hcfstx.org, phone number 830-249-8643. Again, uh, that's to reach out to Hill Country Family Services in Bernie and come alongside them with what Stacy has uh, described. Stacy, thank you for coming. Thank you. To our show today. We're grateful you made the trip down. I did. And grateful for all you do. Thank you. Well, listeners, we're glad you joined us today, and we hope you've been encouraged by what you've heard today. And uh, you can always catch our episodes anywhere you get your podcast or by visiting uh, the back. Baptist Health Foundation's website, which is bhfsa.org forward slash together for good. We'll be back next week with another great conversation about health matters and the work of our nonprofits. And again, we're so grateful to have Stacy here from Hill Country Family Services. Thanks again for coming. Thank you. Be blessed, everyone. Thank you for tuning in today for Together for Good. We hope you've been encouraged, uplifted, and inspired. Until our next time together, may the Lord bless and keep you. And in all things, to God be the glory. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. 
The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.